0: Well, anyone trying to figure out why they're scraping by at the end of this year could safely pin part of the blame on inflation, but higher prices have also made it easier than ever to miss that other sneaky cause of overspending, lifestyle creep. For more on that, we turn to Julia Carpenter, personal finance reporter at the Wall Street Journal. Julia, let's talk first about what lifestyle creep is and how we can spot it.
1: I think a couple people know what it looks like without me even having to describe it. You know, it's (laughs) the growing around your inflated sense of your means. You maybe have gotten a raise or you've set aside some money for a certain expense or you've started sort of mimicking what other people are buying and then you look up the end of the year and you say, wait, why am I spending so much on streaming services? Or when did we stop shopping at the bargain store and instead start buying everything designer? It's this slow evolution of your means that you look at and want to reverse and it's easier to, of course, advance it than it is to reverse it.
0: Right. And of course, it's really easy for us to blame inflation because that's all we've been hearing about for the past two years.
1: Absolutely. And and also inflation has taken a really uh, sizable toll on on the things in the day-to-day expenses that typically make up a budget. So it's especially tricky to detangle that and figure out, Okay what has gone up as a cost of living expense, um, sort of outside of my control, and what has gone up as a result of a lifestyle creep expense that actually is within my control.
0: So what do the experts say we should do first to start tackling lifestyle creep?
1: One of the first things they brought up is uh, bringing your awareness to it. You know, not just swiping the credit card and ignoring it or pretending that you've always had this certain behavior or this certain habit. To instead raise your awareness, look at the bank statements, and actually analyze, okay, where have I started spending more as a result of inflation and where have I started spending more because I've been making these choices or making these changes.
0: You also talk about making a backward budget. What is that and uh, how do we go about doing that?
1: This is such a great tip. It's from Charlotte Galatka. She's an advisor at Silver Penny Financial in Atlanta and the backwards budget first asks you to look at several Weeks or months, you know, the cadence is really up to you. The frequency is up to you of your bank statements and your transaction history. Look at this, analyze what it is, and from there set your budget accordingly. So you're sort of reverse engineering where your money has been and and bringing, again, that awareness to where you could be tighter in your spending or where, where your spending is higher as a result of inflation or cost of living adjustment.
0: So now that we've figured out what is draining our accounts, we need to make some goals to keep our spending in check in the new year. How do we do that realistically?
1: One of the things that's so great about the new year is that there is this fresh start effect. It's a psychological effect that behavioral psychologists have analyzed and economists have pointed to. We have a lot of energy at the beginning of the year to make changes, implement, them and help them stick. So one of the one of the advisors I spoke to, he recommends picking one expense and committing to reducing it. So looking at that transaction history, looking at the months of budgeting, and then thinking, all right, I'm not going to just say going into the new year, I'm not spending on anything frivolous. That's not realistic. And it's also kind of setting you up for failure. Instead, you can say, I am going to spend 10% less on this category. I'm going to spend 10% less on eating out, for example and then slowly reducing it from there. That way, you're not feeling deprived, you're not feeling uh, the pinch, but you're also able to see some actual changes.
0: All right. Thanks, Julia. Julia Carpenter, personal finance reporter at the Wall Street Journal.